Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Brother Rocco, Worshipful Brother Jack Burrell, Worshipful Brother Jack Burrell returns. And now that this is podcast number two, you are now part of the family. So now you basically can show up whenever the fuck you want. All right. <laughs> Not that you weren't before, but still. All right, let's get into it. First thing I want to do is plug. Upon the point, we've had actually a couple people who've listened to the podcast have actually sent me messages saying, hey, I bought this, I bought that. I'm not going to name names because I think some of them might be gifts. And then I also believe that uh, I can't remember who else did, but I'm also not going to disclose who the fuck bought them. So. But I wanted to plug www.uponthepoint.com. They have challenge coins. You do not need to be a Mason to buy them. You can buy them for a Mason. You can buy them because you like them. I also want to plug our own www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. I actually just put up a couple shirts that I think are pretty cool. They're pretty, uh, I used, uh, I, I modeled it off of other things, but I made it, you know, my own or, you know, the podcast's own little thing. The one shirt that I just put up was uh, pretty funny, actually. It says, uh, let's end all the discontent. Elect the Mason president. <laughs> it's got, uh, it's got, um, what's his name on it? Uh, Uncle Sam with uh, the Senate building below it. So. Go to uh, www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. Check out what I made. Made some other stuff, too. Have a look. All right. Shout-outs. Shout-out time. All right. So we got some shout-outs to do to people who've liked the podcast. We have Sav Giordano Delazzo. Sorry if I butcher your name, as always. Andrew Justin Minsner. Tommy Wood. Zane Sampson. All like the free uh, Freemasons podcast on Facebook. I haven't got to the Instagram ones, so uh, we're going to toast them as well. First guy was a brother, uh, was, was a, uh, not a brother, but a uh, another fellow Italian. <laughs> right. Join me, join the ranks of me and Dan. You and Dan. <laughs> He's, I can hear him right now. Listening <laughs> to the podcast. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> so anyway, brother. Right hand arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. This time. Vivat. 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 George, you got to redo it. You fucked it up. Yes, I did. You know what? I can claim the ownership. (laughs) Do you want to know why? Because I have two glasses, all right? I have my toast glass, which is, it's got a little bit in it. It's not full to the top. I'm... Will be on my fucking face if I had it filled to the top, oh, yeah. but it's only got you know it's got you know a sip in it you know. The other glass that I have was actually the glass that was given to me by uh, brother John McManus, and it's it's a much taller shot glass that I usually fill, and that's my that's my drinking through the night glass. So when I went to go do the toast, Rocco, Rocco, thank you, <laughs> Rocco's filling my glass, and I just looked in his eyes and. <laughs> he had this look of excitement in his eyes like I thought I was going to get freaking drowned again. But anyway, no, so, we got we got to definitely do a better toast this time. That yes. Was, but I have pretty bad. When I went to go do the toast, I realized when I lifted up, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's the big glass." <laughs> if I if I swallowed that, it's going to be a long podcast cuz I will be trashed. So, he's going to hold one eye and do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My second toast. I would like to toast Warshaw brother Jack Brill coming up here and hanging out with us again. 
Brethren, right hand arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva! 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 Much better. Yeah. All right. So we all just needed that first drink to get it all together. No, I needed to grab the right <laughs> glass. Let's see here. One is for toasting. One is for suicide. A couple other things I'm going to plug. Uh, the Freemasons Podcast Facebook page. I'd also like to plug the Shepherd Salem Instagram and Facebook pages as well. Is it Salem Shepherd? Or it's Shepherd Salem 78. Why do I feel like somebody was saying it backwards? I, w I attended your lodge, uh, what, Tuesday, Tuesday night? Tuesday night. And I did a York Rite presentation. Yeah. Hope it was good. Eh? It was. It was everything I needed there. Yeah, just basically I was going over everything. But I could have sworn I heard somebody saying Salem Shepherd. Maybe there were three new brothers there, so maybe one of them might have been saying it backwards. But Anyway, I, I thought about it afterward. I'm sitting there. I'm like, did he just say that backwards? But anyway, Shepherd Salem 78. Shepherd Salem 78. It's in Naugatuck. They have Instagram. They have Facebook. Go on, like them, share them, spread the word. Please. Let's also get into uh, our Freemasons podcast Facebook page. I, I, you know what? I have never plugged Morningstar in here, have I? No. Yes, I have. I have. Long, long time ago. I'm going to plug Morningstar's Facebook page, Morningstar Lodge number 47, and our Instagram. I think your your lodge and our lodge are pretty much linked. They're on we like each other. Yeah, so we like each other if you see if you see uh, Shepherd Salem's, you're gonna see Morning Stars. If you see Morning Stars, you're gonna see Shepherd Salem. Anyway, back on it. Freemasons Podcast Facebook page. Like us, share us, write a recommendation, please. That also includes Apple iTunes. We are on Apple iTunes. Rate us, review us, tell us we're good, but please, constructive criticism. Before you put on a one star, because it does hurt our ratings, write me a private message through Facebook and or Instagram and say, hey, fix this, fix that. I think our sound is getting a hell of a lot better. We had a just we had a little technical malfunction with Rocco's wire. Well, we, we solved that problem. Yeah, you don't want to like have a chair leg sitting on a wire for <laughs> doesn't work too well. <laughs> Some of this stuff comes from other countries who quality I wouldn't say is probably as good. <laughs> All right. One last thing I want to plug. I actually said it before in a prior podcast. I, I don't know what problem you have with like a 12-year-old workforce out there. Come on. <laughs> Messing around. I'm not touching the that. that with cable it. was made on a Friday afternoon and little Johnny wanted to get out. No, no, no. That was made on a Friday afternoon. It was the dude's last day of work. Uh, the last thing I want to plug is our... Freemasons Podcast Community Facebook page. It is a closed group. It is only open for those who like the podcast. Now, here's the fun part. Before you will be accepted, there's three questions you have to ask. Does anybody remember what the three questions were? Rocco's. No, I have no, no fucking clue what you're <laughs> talking about. I really don't. Well, there's three questions in order you have to answer. And I've already said, whoever has... The best answers to these questions, and they have to be fairly accurate, but the funniest question, uh, the funniest answers to this question, I will send you a Freemasons podcast, white Freemasons podcast shirt for free on me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to keep the contest open for a little while until I get a good one. Right now, Nathan, uh, Nathan Moss from England is in the lead. And I actually, I got to read him. I got to read him. His question. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Ready, ready. <laughs> These, and this is what I wrote. These questions are to make sure you're a legit follower of the podcast. Question one. 
In what episode did the whole polar prank begin with and with who? Second question. Right worshipful George Mudry's most hated person. Three. The last question. Dan's nationality. Hint. <laughs> it's not his real nationality, but we present it as such. <laughs> so those are the three <laughs> questions, right? Uh, anyway, Freemasons podcast community. That if you get into it, have you, are you guys into it? Have you seen it yet? I have Facebook, Facebook page. Lately. Yeah, it's the we call it the podcast community Facebook group. Let me tell you, they've been fucking glam based to me in there, and I'm not talking about our lodge members. I'm not talking about the members of the podcast. I'm talking about like our listeners, listeners. have been hitting me with just funny ass shit. One of the love things- ya. No, great job. <laughs> Fuck the law. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you guys the picture, and you guys are going to freaking die. And this is, again, people, these are just our listeners, our followers and shit, right? They've been hitting me just ruthlessly. Here we go. Ready? Michael Alchin tagged me in a post in this Freemasons podcast community, and it says, be the bigger person. And then below that, it says, me, I can't. I'm only 5'4". <laughs> so, so I responded with, I'm 5'7", Raph, in your dreams. And then I said, no, really, I am. So then Rob Fowler chimes in and puts Yosemite Sam shooting his guns like the little angry guy. James Rafferty put a little picture of an yeah, Oompa George, Loompa. The, the hair puff doesn't count. Five, yeah. seven, nine, uh, uh, at a, I'm 5'5 five, five on a good day. So <laughs> On a good day with a couple extra inches. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you fuckers. So I went and added a picture of Big Hero 6, the big white guy poking his belly like a fatty. To uh, kind of poke back fun at him, but it's this this uh, generation's version of the Marshmallow Man. So honestly, like join it. it. It's funny. Like it's been just nonstop, just freaking busting each other's balls. All you big boys, the the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Oh. <laughs> me, me and George are on the front it's lines, been non- but we'll headbutt you right in the balls. Nonstop <laughs> ball busting. It's so join it if you're interested. Send a request. And uh, if you can answer the questions correctly, and I told you, the funniest one wins. You're, you don't have to. If I invite you, you don't have to answer any of the questions. I think you skip right over it. So let's get into the topic. One of the questions that was asked to me, and I'm going to turn this over to uh, worshipful brother Jack, brother Rob Fowler, who says, basically, he said, I'm still relatively new in my journey. While I've learned we are all brothers in the craft, sometimes I hear people referred to as right worshipful such as myself, you, worshipful brother, Rocco, brother. Uh, and then you have grandmasters and everything. Is the designation dis- bespo- bespo- bestowed exclusively upon past masters, or is it something else entirely? I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. I'm done talking. Oh, you can take a breath for a second? Take a breath. All right. So, yes, we, we are all brothers. Once you're taking your end of the apprentice degree, your obligation, we are all brothers. From there on, you have the option if you want to go through the line and serve as a master of your lodge. You Once you take your actual past master's degree, you will earn the title of Worshipful Brother. Granted, usually you would take that and before you would serve your year, at least here in Connecticut, we do that. But once you are a master of the lodge, you earn the title of Worshipful Brother. From there, after serving as Worshipful Master of your lodge, you can serve the Grand Lodge and you can serve as a, a district deputy. There's also an AGM, but uh, and once you serve as a district deputy, you earn the title of Right Worshipful Brother. That's just the title given to the district deputy. The AGM is still a Worshipful Brother because he is a past master that assists the Right Worshipful District Deputy. And just explain what AGM means. It's the Associate Grand Marshal. 
his basically his his Robin it's, to the Batman. Yeah, it's it's the district deputy's right hand man. He's gonna pretty much do whatever the district deputy probably just doesn't feel like doing on that night. <laughs> uh, every district deputy and AGM kind of work differently together, but I feel like sometimes George might have just delegated a lot of stuff. Uh, it was see. And we'll get into this r- r- real quick yeah. off, off the subject. But when I was district deputy, I had uh, Warshall Brother Tom Brewer as my AGM. As a district deputy, I had five lodges. Now, if you take – most lodges meet twice a month. Okay. Not that I had to be at every single one of their meetings, but what a lot of times I would do is you have to do it one fraternal visit and then one just visitation, which is one time you show up, which is usually inspection, which is a, your formal visit. And when you show up, you show up in tuxedo. You're supposed to be received. It's usually on an inspection night. That's a formal visit. The other time is just a visitation. You show up in suit, show up in jewel. You're not received. You kind of just park your ass down and kind of meet the lodge. It's usually you'll do a visitation before you'll do a, a actual fraternal visit. And the way I worked, it, at least with, with Tom, was uh, Warshall Brother Tom, was if I was at one lodge meeting in you know one of those five lodges, he would go to a different lodge. So we were constantly crisscrossing where I was represented at some point in a lodge that I hadn't been to yet. And then a lodge that I had been to, Tom would go and visit and introduce himself as, as well. A couple times, um, usually for official visitations, which fraternal visit, same thing, a fraternal visit you would, or a official visitation, you would uh, show up together in pairs. Uh, and you're both in tuxedo and all that stuff. And that's pretty much how we gauge it. That's how I gauge a district deputy. Every district deputy runs his own show. He does his own thing. So, so again, that's the district deputy has the title of the right worshipful. The associate grand marshal, or AGM for short, is still worshipful brother. Um, and then from there, if you go into the grand line and serve the grand lodge of whichever state you belong, you serve all those chairs, become a grand master. You earn the title of most worshipful master, most worshipful brother. And after you become a past master, you're still considered a or a past grandmaster. You're still considered a most worshipful brother. That's correct. the highest yeah. title that can be bestowed upon you mm-hmm. in Blue Lodge Masonry. Correct. But at the end of the day, we are all still brothers. I, I, it's one of the things I, when I was senior deacon, helping to get ready for our inspection night. You know, one of the past district deputy was like, "Don't put right worshipful first. Put brother first, because at the end of the day, we are all still brothers. The right worshipful is just a title." But we are all brothers serving the same fraternity. I got I to grease that window. <laughs> Sometimes it gets hot up here. <laughs> um, now let's get into other titles. And I'm going to go into appending body titles. As, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because there, it, it's been mentioned before about, you know, prior podcast, what a companion is, what a Sir Knight is and all that. Scottish Rite doesn't really have titles. Scottish Rite is pretty much brother. No, we have titles. The officers have titles. Officers have titles, but I'm talking about an an, a, an official title of your name, like you're a Warshaw right, brother. Yeah. In Scottish right, you don't really have that. I don't unless believe. you get thirty third. I might. I then you're considered an illustrious brother. Yeah, once no, you get you're right. Thirty third, you are an illustrious brother. Right. In the York right, it's different. When you hit uh, the chapter and you become a Royal Archmason, you become a companion, which is the title of that. When you get into, I don't know what what the council is. I think they're still either companion or brother. I don't know. 
when you hit Knights Templar, and you will be considered a Sir Knight of Knight of the Red Cross. You will be called Knight of Malta. When you become a Knights Templar, you receive the title of Sir Knight. When you get to command a commandery, which is basically this the equivalent to a worshipful master of a commandery, you become an eminent Sir Knight. And then you you keep eminent Sir Knight all the way through the Grand Commandery until you get up to the, the Deputy Grand Commander, which is the dep- similar to the Deputy Grand Master of yeah. Connecticut. And you be- get a very eminent Sir Knight. That's your title there. Once you hit the Grand Commander of the state of Connecticut, you become a right eminent Grand Commander. Now, why are you only a right, grand, a right eminent Sir Knight? Because Knights Templar is nationwide. So you don't get most eminent Sir Knight until you become the Grand Master of the Grand Encampment of the United States of America. And that's the best way I can explain those titles. So that's the title that you carry everywhere. The title that I carry everywhere is Eminent Sir Knight. I also carry the title of uh, Right Worshipful or you know, Brother, you know, Right Worshipful Past District Deputy. Those are my two prominent titles. I mean, there's other titles as well. When you get into the appending bodies, like I'm also a uh, Knight of St. Thomas of Akon, you actually get a surname. And I've spoke about it briefly on other podcasts. The, the, so much easier to just say Brother Druid. It is so much easier. And you know what? Like, I don't. I, Realistically, yeah. dropping all the titles, we are all brothers. Yes. So that you're never going to get somebody who says, oh, I'm a past grandmaster. You regard me I, as much. I have met people that are, if you don't call them by their exact title, they, yeah, but what, they get all you know, we In the end, when you hit the grave, you're all brothers. Exactly. You know, and that's how you're always regarded. I don't know. You know, it's something to that if, if – you know, you can't be called brother. That's an issue, right? I, I don't know. If We're you, all brothers. If you, We're all brothers. But if you have an issue being with brother. Understand, all these titles all have the bottom word of brother. brother. That's it. I think his argument was, and which what he, we, you know, he explained to me is, I did the time. I put in the years and the service to earn that title. So he wanted to be called by that title. And, and I understand in lodge, in a ritual form, mm-hmm. um, to get that respect. When yeah. you're addressed in lodge, and you can stand up and, and mention that, but um, if we're hanging out having a beer, yeah, um, there's a time and place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you know, uh, you know what kind of person's gonna correct me? Yeah, I'm not gonna stand at the bar having a beer and make no, sure I call me, somebody. No, excuse me. It's most worshipful to you. <laughs> All right, so that I think pretty much covers the titles. Let's get into the aprons. And the aprons are quite interesting because not every country in the world does what the United States does. In the United States, country is the one that has the ones that look exactly like the Google symbol. I have no idea. I think it's Indonesia. Um, every... I think it is. No, they look exactly like the Google, <laughs> the Google logo. <laughs> no kidding. Maybe the, maybe the Google company has its own degree team. It's 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 funny. <laughs> I, no, I did see it up on uh, Facebook a couple times. I've I've seen it. And, no kidding. Uh, it's actually kind of kind of cool. They they all look like the the envelope. <laughs> no kidding, I did not know that. I do know how it's done in Holland, and actually, I have to uh, give credit to Gideon Buckelman. He actually was the one who informed me of how there were other aprons. But let's start with the United States and what we do here. In the United States, we have your three degrees: entered apprentice, fellow craft, and master mason. 
and the way you wear your apron, um, and I, I believe this is nationwide. I'm not 100% sure. Every grand jurisdiction does their own thing. But here, let's start with just Connecticut. Rocco's showing a uh, yeah. brother Jack. That literally is the Gmail logo. Like, <laughs> it really is just <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> you're wearing the Gmail logo. <laughs> so in the United States, and again, I'm not speaking for every grand jurisdiction. We'll just start with here in Connecticut. We wear our aprons three different distinct ways. They entered apprentice, which is the first level. You you have the apron, and we all know what the apron looks like. It's a square, and it's got a little triangular flap that's kind of toward the top of it. An entered apprentice, in symbolically, you know, in stonemason guilds, were always the bearers of burden. They did most of the heavy lifting, and they kind of uh, they did all the heavy stuff. And they used to wear their aprons with the bibs turned up, so that it would high it would protect their clothing so we symbolically wear it like that as well then you get into fellow craft which is where the apron is the left hand corner is brought up and tucked in so it's kind of like an a what would you call it? like a, a pocket to hold the tools <laughs> right it, it kind of looks like a a right angled triangle i guess you can explain oh, it yeah. right like that and it's, it's basically, you know, the long end of the squared apron would be on your right leg, and there you'd have no apron on your left leg. It would be folded up into a trunk. Folding up just like a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> <laughs> really, Rocco? <laughs> got to throw that one in there. That was good, though. That was good. Yeah. It, was, it was perfect timing. No, anyway, <coughs> um, but the, the bearers of burden thing uh, always struck me. And while we're on the subject, let's talk about that. There's two aprons that you would either wear in a lodge. If you're... If it's just a regular meeting night, nothing special, you would typically wear just a cloth apron. There's nothing special about it. It's cloth. It's white unless you're an officer. We'll get into I'm going to get into all that too. But if you're just a basic, you know, no officer, you're just a brother mason showing up, you wear a white cloth apron. You get a lambskin or white leather apron when you are going through your degrees. At least here in our lodge, the practice is that you wear your lambskin or white leather apron throughout your your journey through your three steps when you become a master mason i'll get into that momentarily while we're on it the master mason wears his apron spread which means bib down and the apron spread like it's supposed to be worn that's how we do it here in connecticut when you become a master mason your apron it's the last time you're going to wear it they roll it up and put it in a tube or you could frame it and stick it on your wall the next time you wear that apron the same apron that you wore for your master mason degree is when you're in a pine box if you so choose to wear it, and most most of the time you don't. And that so, means a lot to every Mason. So just to touch on that, because I've been to funerals where afterwards the family was like, oh, here's his apron, and here's different things that we had. Make sure somebody knows yes. that that is supposed to be in there with you, mm-hmm. where, you know, that you're supposed to be wearing it. So Gideon informs me. He was talking to me a little bit about, uh, Freemasonry in Holland and I think this is pretty much across Europe because I've seen German lodges do the same thing they actually have three different aprons and they're all spread they wear them spread however their aprons have a little flowered rosette for each degree so if you're an entered apprentice you would have one rosette if you're a fellow craft you'd have two and then the third one you'd have three and that's how they wear their aprons I believe England does the same I I believe something, that's something similar. I think that's common practice in, for in Europe. In reality, like the uh, the middle, uh, or you know, when you fold up your, it doesn't stay. The apron no. doesn't stay. So it's like, what's the point? 
the flowers is actually a good way of designating. Well, again, and it's explained in the ritual that, you know, the fellow crafts were to be distinguished from the entered apprentices as the more craftier ones where the masters were, they were pretty much the overseers. So you had your foreman and you had all Take that. Take your chisels, you roll them up in your little kangaroo pouch. Go work. <laughs> so let's get into the different types of aprons here in Connecticut and what they look like. And, and just going here off of Connecticut, again, every grand jurisdiction is different. They all wear them different. Once you become a master mason, you are, you are able to be an officer. Officers, and this is considered, you know, the three degrees of Freemasonry is considered Blue Lodge Freemasonry. And you wear aprons if you're an officer that has a blue border, yeah, border, border around them. And you usually got, if you're an officer, you get the different symbols of it. Anyway, so you wear whatever your jewel, you would wear a jewel around your neck, but you'd also wear uh, the emblem of whatever office you are. And it's actually stitched onto your apron. And that goes all the way up until you become the master of a lodge. Then it gets funny. When you become a past master, you are given the opportunity to wear a pass master apron and now that you are a pass master you can wear that apron pretty much in any position of the lodge all right and we found it it uh actually uh brother jack found it the episode where we talk about lodge officers and their different symbols is uh the lost episode episode 15 that i got my balls busted on because i skipped the number so i had to go back and fix it which i did but when you become a past master, you are afforded to wear the past master emblem. And after, then past master again is after you've been out of the master's chair. You cannot, you are technically a past master. You have to take the past master degree, at least here in Connecticut. You have to take the past master degree before you be actually are installed as master. Uh, we'll get into that a whole fucking other <laughs> night. And this is where you can get your hand embroidered. You know, but you're not allowed expensive. to wear it until after you've served one yeah. term as master and you're out of that chair. After that point, you can wear your past master apron. And you can, don't matter what chair you sit in, you can wear your past master apron. Yeah. Uh, that includes also district deputies and all that stuff. But we'll get into that momentarily. But the past master apron, you can go fucking bananas with. They have I have one highly decorated one. I actually have how many past? I have three past master aprons. Explain. Let me explain why, though. I have a traveling one, which is one I take to other lodges. I have a highly decorative one when we're doing something of, and this is I bought this one prior to become a district deputy. But it's a highly decorative apron, and it's for when we're doing like ceremonial events and big things. And then my third one is just my every. I'm just going to wear it at lodge. It's my normal lodge one. And the reason why I have three, and I'll explain it. And this is prior to me again becoming a district deputy. If you've seen my district deputy apron. It's getting pretty ragtag. It gets, yeah, it's leather. So, you know, it starts getting the folds in it. You know, the stitching starts coming out and you're sitting there with it. Because I wear, again, you only get one district deputy apron. So when I wear it, I wear it frequently. And it starts getting banged up. So that's why I had three. Because now I have my traveling one, which is, it travels with me. If it gets fucking tattered and torn, whatever, I'll get a new one. You know, in my district deputy one, I always carry with me. Yes, I have it in an apron case. But, I mean, every time, on, off, on, yeah, off. It gets, get your aprons off. get banged up. I mean, so, eventually I'll have to get a new one. I'd like to get a new one. But it's getting, it, it's it's gotten its worth out of it. So, But that's why I have three. Because I went, after I was a past master, I'm like, fuck it, I'm splurged. And I want to no, I, I can't wanna... say it. I've already started designing mine, so. <laughs> 
But, you know, and, and that's kind of like something to look forward to when you're yeah. a past match. Oh, like, I'm looking Ooh. forward to it. I, I found, you know, the, one of the websites where they make all the... I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> they yeah, make I everything. I know, right? But, uh, yeah, so I started looking at one of the custom ones and I'm just trying to think of, like, different things. Like, I have a personal one that I, I wear because I've been to lodges where it's like, oh, we are out of aprons because I go and I got a Master mm-hmm. Mason degree or, you know, just different special degree nights to where, like, they've run out of aprons. There was one time I mm-hmm. wore, like, a napkin folded into an apron tucked into... Oh, my God. <laughs> that was what good. they had. They That's had... not good. I, or you I've... should have a couple in your car for yeah, that so, reason. And, and I've been to, you know, I've seen those. I've seen plastic aprons. So I just... Mm-hmm. I, I bought one, it was, and I got it on sale for, like, 80 bucks. And I like it. Yeah. I, I wear it, and I've, I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. Yeah. And, and when you become a, you know, when you become a past master, that's kind of, like, the thing to get is your past master apron so you can wear it. And then eventually somebody will voluntold you or elect you or pick you or appoint you to be a district deputy. Um, district deputies and AGMs both wear purple aprons. Well, they're, excuse me, they're white aprons. The border is purple and yeah. gold. No emblem on it. It's just a, it's a, you know, once you get into the grand line, you start getting yeah. emblems on it, but we're not getting, they're pretty much the same emblems now, as. Is that specific for Connecticut? Because our other states different, obviously, different colors uh, it, or. Potentially. I don't really know. I mean, I've, I know purple is, you know, the color of royalty as well. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much why it was chosen. Uh, but I don't know what other states do. I really don't. Uh, every state is different. I don't know exactly what the... That's something that our listeners can jump in yeah, and if tell you, us. If you want to take a look and, and or, or even chime oh, in yeah. and just say, hey, I'm from the state of oh, Mississippi or whatever, and this is what we wear. You know, I'd love to know because I really don't know. I don't travel pretty much out of Connecticut too too often. I'm pretty much stuck here. It's like a Connecticut's like a vacuum. It just sucks you into it. It does. It does. <laughs> I left and I came back yeah, for some you, odd reason. You went over to Florida, right? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. That happens quite often, though. So after you uh, <laughs> get picked to be uh, uh, anything in the grand line, you pretty much wear a – a white apron bordered that purple. has bordered purple and gold and that you'll wear that until and once you're picked or chosen to be an agm or a district deputy or a grand line that you, that's pretty much the apron you'll always wear from here on in uh, you, you don't you're not obligated to wear that apron again i've i've changed out aprons i wear sometimes my lodge officer one uh i don't really wear my past master one too much often how do you feel that night whatever you feel that night you know so yeah whatever um, but now let's get into the appending bodies. Scottish Rite really doesn't wear aprons on a frequent basis. They wear caps. Yep. Uh, so why not? We'll run the caps. I don't know if it's still the same practice, but I am a black cap holder. So am I. I can, it used to be you had to bring in five referrals, but I think the, that kind of... The, the way it was explained to me is the black cap is just a 32nd degree cap. Uh-huh. Any 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason can wear the black cap but here as like an incentive to bring people in it was kind of they're buying it for you they're providing you with the hat so if they didn't buy it for you you can go out and get it yourself Mm -hmm. that was the way it was always explained to me well again when did you take your scottish right degrees uh 2014 2014 so the last time I've been to Scottish Rite meeting was in 2009. <laughs> That's when I was made a uh, 32nd degree. Yeah, I got mine so it's been some time. So I think the rules probably have changed. I think the degrees have even changed 
as I, well. I know at least one or two have definitely changed since mm. I went through them the first time. Right. Okay. So they so they constantly change everything. Yeah. When I when I got the black cap, I had to bring in five referrals, yeah. and that's how I was given my black cap. That was how I got my black cap. Right. Yeah. The next one is a red cap, and that's called the MSA, which is a... Meritorious Service Award. Thank you. Again, you're more into the Scottish Rite <laughs> than I am. What are you in the Scottish Rite? You're something big. Uh, Valley of Waterbury, I am the Deputy Master of Doric Lodge of Perfection. That's that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't know that you were actually... Oh, so yeah. you got two titles, right? And I'm in the Valley of Bridgeport as well. That's the consistory. That's part of... That's what I'm in as well. Are you an officer down there? I am. I am in... Uh, Jesus. Forgive me. I'm uh, drawing you, a blank. You might be busier than George. <laughs> I, I definitely stay busy. I'm in the with Valley of Bridgeport. I'm with the uh, the Washington Council Princes of Jerusalem. Uh, I'm currently I'm the orator in that. I served as head of one body, and that was the Elm City Council Princes of Jerusalem. I was the sovereign prince. Okay, that's New Haven. That's right? New Haven. Yeah. Yes, I'm in, out of New Haven. So, and that's the only that's the only. Uh, well, I've served officers in that line up to that, yeah. and then I was the only the head that I ever ran. So, is that so? You were the head of the body, so yes. therefore your hat was gold. Was the the golden hat, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, the the hat that I wore was the gold hat with the um, it's got a D a Z on it, and it's got the uh, the the scale of justice or something on there. Yeah, something like that. Again, we're going like back. We're going back. Yeah, so you have the black hat is thirty seconds. Getting old. <laughs> Your red hat is with the the MSA. Is that MSA. Like the Material Service Award. They get the the red hat. And how, do you know how to get? Jewel. How do you get the uh, the red hat? I believe it's a nomination, nomination. by mm-hmm. the, the members mm-hmm. of the probably the officers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll get a hat, and they'll also get a jewel that they'll wear as well. And I believe mm-hmm. with the yellow hat as the head of the body, you'll get a jewel as well. Mm-hmm. And then I know there are some other. Hats. I know in the southern jurisdiction they have some. Um, the only other one I've seen around here was in the Valley of Bridgeport. They gave it out a couple of years ago. Was a 50-year Scottish Rite member. I've seen that, and actually. I think I've seen that in the House of the Temple. down in, Probably. They had a 50-year... And it's, uh, it's a turquoise hat. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Now, then the, after that, you become a... Don't worry about it. Listeners love it. They love hearing bottles pop. Trust me. I listened to the last episode I was on, and that's all you heard was me taking the cork <laughs> out of a bottle. I wanted to avoid that this time. Ah, don't worry about it. They all know we're doing it up here anyway. It's, you know... Again, <laughs> if we I all, make it to 50 years... We all drink responsibly. me off the sidewalk and bring me in the lodge. <laughs> the, um, I've talked to brothers where they're saying, if I make it to 50 years, I'm going to be in my 90s. Dude. At our lodge, and our, we have we're on the the lodge rooms on the third floor, so they're like you old bastards. Well, you're young guys now, but you'll be old bastards then. Are gonna carry me up the stairs because I'm coming up to get my pen. Oh, we ain't carrying what? nobody. You know we what? got a chairlift. I said I was like I'll put a, I'll put a, before, uh, we got, before we got the lift. We actually we, we yeah. were sitting in the in the group message and we were going back and forth and we're mm. like and and I was like how much a chairlift chairlift is gonna cost. We, you want to just yeah, you guys, volunteer we two spent, guys and pick them up? Yeah, you have the chairlift. To me, I'm like, uh, you know what? I'll pull the, the rope system off the, the back of the fire engine. We'll take the we four to one. We'll pull you up. a pretty penny on that thing, too. That was not cheap. But yeah, we, we did, have one in the, bot, in the basement. The problem is, is that's not a residential one. That's an industrial. I know we're getting off topic here. We but. have. It looks just like that. Oh, really? It's right in our basement. Oh, it's really? a straight shot. We took it. it Put it, it up. We, do we have like five landings. So? <laughs> it's one... It's just one. Hey, if you can get up one, uh, you know, 
We would have to put it like you would have to make it up a couple stairs to get to the first landing. You got skinny then stairs take in that, that lodge the, too. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. The building is 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 mm. yeah, it's angles. All right, let's get back <laughs> on the caps now. Let's get back on the topic. When you become a thirty third, which is an illustrious yeah. brother, Grand Inspector's General. That's when that's the title of it, right? Thirty third. You're a Grand uh, Inspector General because when you're a thirty second, you are a Sublime Prince of the Royal Secret. Yes. Which is I don't, what know, we I don't have that thirty third, so I don't pay attention to. It. I don't have it either. Who do I expect to get it? So, but you're called an inspector general, and you wear a white cap, yep. and and tails with your tuxedo. Tails with your tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's one, it's one thing that I fucking love tails on tuxedos, in white topped Coraframe yep. shoes. Like when I yes. bought my tuxedo, as when I first got into officer school chair. I wanted a fucking tuxedo with tails. Me too. I always wanted a tuxedo with tails. Fucking show up with some tails. You know what? It's funny. I actually, uh, I, uh, I was gonna get a jacket with tails, and then of course this year Ryan's like, "No, we're all gonna look uniform." I'm like, "Son of a bitch! I gotta wait another year now." (laughs) The sole purpose of for the tails is I just want to be able to walk over to a chair and pop the tails up (laughs) and sit down. All I want to do is just one time in the middle of a meeting, just. Here's the thing. I want to get off this topic right now because I keep talking about how I want tails, and I guarantee you this fucking group is going to be pounded with kangaroo comments, pounding and ripping me apart. So uh, (laughs) I digress. Let's get off this fucking subject quick. When you actually become a deputy in the Scottish Rite, you now wear the purple again. Again. Again, you go back to purple as well. And that's deputy, and that even goes all the way up to, I believe it's the... I believe it's a sovereign, sovereign, grand, sovereign grand commander. Sovereign grand commander, who is the highest in northern and southern. Well, no, the northern Masonic jurisdiction. But southern, southern. Oh, yeah. has one too. Yes, yeah, southern. They are two different. They are two different, but they have the same titles and Correct. same hierarchy, so to speak. So, but that covers the Scottish right. Let's go into the York right now. York right does wear aprons until you get to the. Yeah, I know. Jack's throwing his hands up because he's Mr. Scottish. We have aprons. <laughs> I'm Mr. York right. Jack's Mr. Scottish right. So there's going to be a lot of heckling going back and forth. Um, I like not having to put an apron on. It's convenient. See, I like the aprons because you get to wear all kinds of different shiny. Yeah, like, but then you got to make sure your t- jacket's on right. You're moving around. See, I just put on my hat and we'll go sit down sometimes. It's convenient. I fucking hate hats. So... That's why I'm so much happier. I, I never get to wear a mask. I'm hate usually hats. in a degree. <laughs> usually wearing a costume instead. I wore it. I, I used to wear hats. Again, when I was in the Marine Corps, you had to wear it, be covered all the time. I despise hats. I also des- despise boots, too. But of course, I have to wear them for work. But if I can walk around in fucking flip flops all day, I would totally. No, no. <laughs> oh, look, what are you wearing? <laughs> I wear the, the basic comfortable. That's up, fine. As long as you don't show on. up here in Crocs. We had an after oh, hours where no, somebody no. was here in Crocs. Oh, Perry that's, that's was brother, in I, fucking I, Crocs. I, I kick my own ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Brother Perry had, had Crocs. He on, left right? shortly after that because it's a good but, thing he did, too, because he would have been Brother in Dan Dan's had, position. Brother Dan had loafers. I got That's fine. I'll run with Penny loafers. Loafers and boat shoes. I saw a photo the other day just on the topic of Crocs, those crappy shoes. There was a photo of somebody, I don't even know where it was, but this dude was wearing Crocs, and he had all the metal spike studs on what them. The fuck? They had chains, and they came up and connected to his pant legs. <laughs> I seen those, and I was just like, what the hell is this dude wearing? Yeah. There was a photo on, on You know, Facebook. Crocs are wonderful yeah. until you hit just a 
little tiny patch of ice. <laughs> you're gone. I, they're <laughs> pla- are, I think yeah, I put plastic. them on once, and they were the most uncomfortable fucking things I've ever worn in my life. I, I have the original Pair. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right here. Pair. You got Uggs, too? What the fuck? No, no, no. <laughs> I got the Uggs. Tom so, Brady wears them. I haven't used these things in, in like, That was a Patriots crack, you bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't used these things in, like, eight years, but they're the same. Like, that's what's kind of cool about them. They're plastic fucking yeah, shoes. in 200 years, they'll still be there. Yeah, they haven't disintegrated That's yet. fucking awesome. <laughs> You know, your, for shoes, your big listen, rubber shoes are gonna outlive you. Yeah, you need, dead, what is that movie Deadpool? You call them the big rubber masturbating shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, he did. No, here's just the thing. I think about this again. You know, civilization over time you know, eventually goes away and dies. It goes but the shoes will not. No, That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking fucking two thousand <laughs> years in the future. Uh, somebody's from from a distant civilization is gonna pick up these shoes and go, What, what the fuck? fuck are they wearing? They're gonna think that what the fuck are these? The, there's gonna be a guy looking like Giorgio Zucalos going, These are alien shoes. Like I can see him just like he's totally gonna cover his dick with it. <laughs> I'm just saying well, they're not gonna have any fucking totally shoes. Just and they're gonna, gonna like immortalize this thing. It's yeah. gonna be like enshrined uh, and everything. All right, we're they're not gonna know what the hell it is. They're all gonna right, cover We're gonna their keep this let's <laughs> let's keep this on topic. This is not an after hours. All right. So anyway, back on the subject. York right aprons. Here we go. In chapter, uh, you wear red. You actually, that's, you wear a white apron with a red border. And that is uh, the, the, the color of the um, chapter or Royal Arch Masons. When you get to council, which is also known as cryptic, you wear a purple border. No gold, but just a white apron with a purple border. Uh, the symbol of that you wear on the uh the upper triangle i guess you can call it the upper bib of the apron um in chapter is actually a triple tau which is inside of a circle uh the other symbol is also a keystone this is i've seen them on aprons as well in the cryptic or council it is a triangle with a trowel inside of it which is also known as the golden trowel anybody's welcome to look this up and see the symbology in it if you'd so like when you hit, what symbolism? Correct me. I told you I fucking suck at English no, no, and I it, suck I at numbers. So no, 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 it was. I think it was okay. It, no, no, it was right. It was you said it, and my mind instantly flashed to that scene in Boondock Saints when William Defoe's like, I think the word you think we're looking for was symbolism. What's the symbolism behind? <laughs> the I thought you were correcting me because no, that's why I didn't say anything. I just, my English sucks. <laughs> And uh, my my numbers, I, I, I embellish numbers big time. Like, what was that, 200 years ago? Like, dude, it'd be like fucking 2020 right now, or twenty. Just get Raph started on numbers. Oh, God, he fucking end. loves busting my balls about that. Anyway, when you, hit, <laughs> when you hit the level of the um, commandery, aprons go away. You don't wear them anymore. Um, you are going, you eventually will be, when you get to the, the uh, what's here? The officers of Knights of Malta wear a red uniform with a black and white mantle. And they also wear a kind of like a Scottish Rite looking hat, except it's got uh, uh, like a black and white zebra type print around the base of the hat. And it's, it's red and it looks similar to a Scottish Rite hat. 
And the illustrious order of the Red Cross, you really don't wear anything. There's no real uniform to that. When you hit Knights Templar, you actually put on a military uniform. And the military uniforms of the Scottish, uh, the Scottish, right, of the uh, Knight, Knights Templar, you can go on forever. They, they, same simple, they have green, they got, you know, the green cords, they got, you know, red cords, they got different, it, it gets, that, I'm gonna have to do a whole podcast on that, so. It, it can, that can really get extensive, so. George built an extension on his house for all his. Oh, <laughs> we were actually making this joke before we came in here. I have like five different fucking bags for all of my binders in Mason stuff. I have a whole closet dedicated. It's in the kids' room. It's dedicated to just all of my Scottish Rite stuff. All right, Scottish Rite. I keep saying Scottish Rite. You, you want to get more involved in the Scottish Rite? All of my Mason stuff. It's all. Some of these 50 year grandmasters got to have like oh. a separate house next to their oh, house. Man. Just filled with Masonic I've, I've heard stories about like past brothers of our lodge just, that just they weren't like involved to that point, but they just had a whole room was a, another closet. Yeah. I got again being the secretary and all that stuff and all the I mean the, the, just the ritual books in the binders of brother of you know the, the, my my rosters and stuff, and then you know also being the secretary of the you know, the the uh, past masters uh, lodge and. You're, and then, thank God I offloaded all the shit from uh, the Blue Lodge Council and my Knights Templar stuff. It's just, it's bags. It's literally bags of just crazy shit. You know, all the stuff I've accumulated over the years. Like, you seriously need a filing cabinet just for your Masonic shit. That's just including the paperwork and, you know, ritual books and all the awards and stuff that you get. It's, it gets fucking nuts. But I think that pretty much covers it. I can't think of anything else that we haven't uh, we haven't covered in regards to aprons, and I know other countries where their aprons different. I I'm not a hundred percent sure if. And again, I I ask our listeners that are listening in, if you're from another country, let us know how you wear your aprons. Uh, again, Gideon. Maybe the colors of, are different. Maybe if your colors yeah, are yeah. different, if there's different symbology to mm-hmm. it, you know, let us know. Oh, one last thing, aprons have changed over the years. And we actually have an apron in this lodge, but the aprons were not squared. They were rounded, rounded. on the bottom. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of the very old ones. Very, very rounded. old ones. And we actually have a box of them up in our cabinet over there. Of the, and it actually says Morning Star Lodge on it. I think the rounded ones would be good for... No, I like the squared ones much better. But the rounded ones I think would be cool to do on like a, a colonial degree team or something like that. Like... You mean what the Scottish Rite has? <laughs> <laughs> Valley Bridgeport has a colonial degree team that will come up and portray the Felicraft degree. <laughs> I may, plug may, not, plug may or may not be on that team. <laughs> Just, We're going to have a York Rite Scottish Rite battle right here. And uh, it's all colonial, but the, who sits in the East is uh, brother portraying George, well, brother George Washington, and he wears, they have the replica that you can buy. Of George Washington's apron. Do they still do the night with Abe? They used to have a, it's like a, it's kind of a public, but not really public, but they used to do a dinner where you'd bring your significant other or whatever, and they would actually portray a degree while you had dinner. Hmm. And it was really cool. And it used to be called the night with Abe. I think the guy who used to do it passed away. But that was, that was cool. Like, I like seeing... Granted, I love our rituals and all the stuff that we do in it, but I also like seeing 
I wish that there was more degrees that you can bring outsiders to. You kind of just, you know, it's not an official degree. It's not an official ritual, but it's just something extra to do so that the people in the public can see. You kind of get an idea of what it is that right. they do in that building. Right. They're not just looking at that building going, hmm, no, what I are mean, they just, doing in there? Well, you know, they always have In Freemasonry in general. And, yeah. I'm just meaning in general, like, you know, people think, oh, they're the Masons. Ah, yeah. You know, but actually have like a public event. It's, you, you, you bring it out to the public. You do it and wherever, you know, uh. There's theaters, there's restaurant theaters all over the freaking place. You know, you rent it out one day and have, you know, a, a a degree ritual or whatever and open it up to the public. Dinner and a, dinner and a show. That'd be cool. It's one way of getting it out there. You know, it's one way of showing that we're not all evil. <laughs> oh, while we're on this fucking subject, because we got a couple minutes left and it's time to bash this asshole. I'm feeling frisky now. Yeah, you already know what the fuck I'm talking about, don't you? Because I've been seeing him come up on Facebook a lot. Yeah, you want to know why he came up on Facebook? I know why. (laughs) So, my good buddy, my good friend, (laughs) decides to first send his condolences to Sandy Hook father Jeremy Richmond's death. He sends his condolences. Commendable. And then five minutes later, Alex Jones broadcasts conspiracy theories on why he's fucking dead. Maybe because the guy went through some traumatic shit losing a kid. Uh, I, I cannot I stand. Yeah, I won't even comment on that. I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's just sad. That's it. These people suffer. Seriously, like, it's what the fuck nerves. is wrong with him? Like, what is seriously fucking wrong with you? Are you that much of a vile piece of shit? You know, I, I seriously think about it. Like, even, even like with, and I don't want to get too political and all this stuff, but, you know, everything's a pendulum. Let me explain. And it, it, it's, it's funny because one of my next podcasts I want to get into is Hermeticism and Freemasonry. And they're pretty much very, very closely tied. Hermeticism has to do with Hermes Trismegistus, who was also known as the the thrice great. Um, He has also been tied to um, Egyptian Egyptian god Thoth. And he also is the author of the Kabbalion, as well as the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. And many things from his teachings in the um, ancient mystery schools carries over to Freemasonry quite extensively. And I'm going to get into that. I would like to do that next podcast because it's quite interesting. Now, where the hell was I going with this? Oh, pendulum. One of the things that it talks about in the Kabbalion is rhythm. It's known, and this isn't Hermeticism, it's known as the principle of rhythm. And rhythm is everything flows Tides flow, rise and fall, cause and effect is another one. Uh, Nothing escapes law. For every cause, there's an effect. For every uh, effect, there's a cause. And I think about the pendulum. And I think about, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because while we're on this subject, we're going to talk about some stuff. Everything, there's, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And I think about the pendulum. Okay, if you take a pendulum, you know, not a pendulum, what's the thing with the the, the marbles, right? Come on, Rocco. You're the, you're the fact checker, the, the rocket scientist over there. I, I, I know the name. I know what you're talking about. It's not a pendulum. It's, um, 
You know, it's got the marbles in the middle. And the, yeah, you drop the one. Drop one marble and it keeps the, smacking the other end. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know the exact name. Rock's going to look it up. But think about They're this. They're perpetual motion machines, but there's a Perpetual name, motion. There's a name for... But everyone pretty much, can, I think, can figure out what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. And if you let the marble go, it hits one side. And then when that marble comes back, it hits the other side. Yep, train. And... The reason why I'm bringing this up is because, okay, I'm going to use just this example of, you know, I'll use two, two examples. One of them is the whole Russian collusion thing, okay? You know, one ball, the, the, the marble was let go, and they were basically, think about, again, on this perpetual, mo or the, what is it called, the perpetual motion machine? Perpetual that's, that's honestly, I think that is the real name. So yeah. let's just say these people were basically blaming, you know, our president saying that he was colluding. He was colluding. They tried driving this down our throat. And now when it comes back, you know, that there was no collusion. Imagine now the, the marble has struck and now has popped the other one in the air. And what I mean by that is think about it in terms of, okay, he was found no collusion, but now it seems like, the other side is now going after the ones that were wrong. The Jussie Smollett guy. Oh, okay. okay. He's a lying piece of shit. He flat out lied. He tried to he tried to basically say that, you know, whether it was, you know, white people or whatever. He tried to he tried to basically he tried to blame one whole side. He tried to blame one whole, one whole side and it turns out that this guy was full of shit. He hired people yeah. and he lied about it. So Newton's cradle. Cash. Newton's cradle, thank you. Gotta pay cash, not with a check. But see you now here's just the thing. Okay. He was caught. Mm -hmm. He got caught lying. Now there's people on the other end. I mean granted do they call him for his head? Yes. But now they're also lumping a whole lot of other things into this. Like, well, this is... Just stop. You yeah. can stop this at any moment in time. Just close your mouth. It doesn't... You don't have to... Just because you prove that you were right doesn't mean you need to jam it down your throat that you were right. Just like, you know, they're trying to jam down the throat that there was collusion... You don't need to now go after the other side because there was no collusion. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. You could just simply grab the marble and stop the Newton's needle, right? Newton's yeah. needle? You proved what you were Newton's saying. Newton's cradle. Newton's cradle. You don't need, the just, marble doesn't need to go anywhere. The marble doesn't need to go back to hit the other side now. Just stop the marble. Just be done. And that's why I think Freemasonry is fucking awesome. Reeling this all back in because this shit doesn't happen in Masonic lodges. At least not that I've seen. You're going to get brothers that fight and argue and disagree. That's in any household, Anywhere. in any family, in any organization. You're going to get one side of the coin. Yeah. You're going to get the other. But at the end of the day, we're all hugging and shaking at hands. At the end of the day, the master can sit there and go, and cut the shit. But besides even that, though, I'm talking about even if he cuts the shit after lodge, yeah. it doesn't leave our doors. Hey, see you next meeting, brother. Hey, shaking hands. We're coming back here and podcasting and polishing off a bottle of, uh, we're not really polishing it off, but it's a uh, Jim Beam single barrel. No, but that's what I'm talking about. Like you can stop this shit at any point in time. And it's bottom feeders like Alex Jones that keep perpetuating this fucking bullshit. Just stop.
Just stop. I know you're after money. I get yeah, it. He's going to stay relevant. There's, and that's exactly what it is. Oh, you you hit the nail right in the head. He's trying to stay relevant. Just stop. There's other ways to do it. You know what everybody loves is a good hero story. Rather than being the piece of shit you've always been, how about taking some of that $10 million that you're worth and giving it to the families of the Sandy Hook people? And changing your fucking image into an actual good-ass person. Stop bashing Freemasonry and bashing this and bashing that. And use your power for good. You don't. Nobody does. I don't say it, nobody. Because there's many that do. But it's just food for thought. And I just needed to get that off my chest. Because when I read that article that Raph sent to me at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, this son of a bitch. He's already <laughs> starting to try to piss me off early in the day. All right, so. Let's talk about something that we do for the, the good of the, the community. Go ahead. Let's, got let's something? plug our, uh, we're doing a, a penguin plunge. Yes, we on are. On April 6th. You coming? Maybe if I finish up my exams and everything. You're Please fucking do. coming. I already filled out the paperwork. You're coming. Um, it's I, I have to do my state practicals. If I get uh, done before you're jumping in the water, I will gladly come and jump in that all water. All right. <laughs> or we'll, stand we'll on the beach. You know, we've always lost Washington 19 to come, and they've always bitched out. Like, uh, uh, dude, I've never heard it. a word, and I have to break Mark Hawkins' balls about I it. I would gladly do it. Like, I have no problem diving into the cold water. Uh, I, I've, I've said this before. You may, have you ever done it before? A penguin plunge? The penguin plunge? No, but I when my neighbor dropped a screwdriver into his pool in the middle of January, uh-huh. or not even January, it was like February, because the water wasn't frozen. I was the one that dove in to get the screwdriver and patch the hole before it leaked out all winter. Let me tell you, I, I never that was felt. Ridiculous. Oh, it, it, it's it's pretty. It's <laughs> it was great under the water. As long my, as I was underwater, I felt fine. As soon as I came, like as soon as I came above it, we had brothers go back in. Yeah, we've had brothers go back ah. in. They lost their glasses, and ah. they had to go back. That and fucking like, water <laughs> hit my body, and I yeah. locked up solid. Ah. Like, you joking. know, it, you think it's all fun and games, and then you see the the fire trucks come out, and the dude with the suit walking yeah, yeah. in, yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, the Mustang suits. We got it. <laughs> all right, brothers. What do you say we wrap this up? Yep. Yep. All right. Again, next podcast, I'm going to be doing. Hermes Trismegistus and the hermetic links between hermeticism, it's a tough word, and Freemasonry. We're going to thank San Pellegrino. I am hoping. Sponsorship. I'm hoping to get uh, Worshipful Brother Ty Bird up here as well. Nice. Um, he, I guess, is very big into the hermeticism. Uh, hermeticism. Um, and he knows all about esoteric Freemasonry and everything. So I'd like to get him up there. Uh, you've met Ty before? Yeah. He's a fucking monster. It's Scottish, right? It's Scottish. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's active in Scottish, right, man? Yes. I actually, <clears throat> they asked me to be part of the 32nd degree honor guard, and uh, I went and did it whenever that hell that was. A couple, uh, oh, they've done a couple of them recently. A couple months ago, I think I went down there. And uh, he was there, and we we got to talking. And I, I see Ty infrequently. Unfortunately, he's down the south of the, of the state. I'm more up here. But I uh, I hit him a message uh, message in Facebook. I'm hoping he gets back to me because I don't have his number. Unless you have his number, and I can fucking. I have a number. I don't know if it's his current number. Ah, all right, all right. Anyway, for the Freemasons podcast, thank you for listening. I am right, Worshipful Brother George Mudry, signing off. Brother Rocco, Worshipful Brother Jack. Have a good night, everyone.